Welcome to Humans of Fintech. Um, I'm really excited to introduce Todd Latham. Uh, he works for Currency Cloud, the CMO and product owner. Um, welcome, Todd. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Um, so today we're going to be talking about teams, team spirit, team ethic, um, and Todd's got lots of experience in building teams um, and getting the best out of them. So, Todd, I suppose the best thing to do is probably introduce yourself, tell us a bit about Currency Cloud, and then we can go into that in a bit more detail. Sure. So, um, so I've been at Currency Cloud since uh, 2013. It started in 2012. Yeah. Um, and what we do is we help um, the platforms of the future move money around the world. So we're, we're an API-driven company, um, and our customers are digital banks, they could be PSPs, they could be FX brokerages, um, anybody who needs to move money across borders yeah. and serves the end customer, we give them all the infrastructure to go and do that. Great. Um, we are, we're backed by uh, people like Google Ventures, by Sapphire, which is part of SAP, um, and a range of different fintech uh, investment companies or VC companies. Um, and um, we are 200 people based here in London, in New York, uh, in Lviv, and we just opened Alfreds in Cardiff last week. Oh, congrats. Big party for that? Uh, no, we should do. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Get me invited for sure. Um, so we spoke um, on the same panel um, a couple of weeks ago now yeah. at Innovate Finance, um, and the panel that we were on um, was talking about protecting your greatest asset, our, the people within our businesses, yeah. um, and, and the problem of the talent churn. Um, and you <coughs> had a lot of really interesting things to say about how you've built a team spirit um, at Currency Cloud. So I was really interested to hear about that. And I know our audience will want to hear about it too. Yeah, and I think, so, so the interesting thing about our journey, so I joined in um, 2013, um, and uh, the marketing team then was me and one person. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, and the company itself was just over 20, so it's a small company at that point. And wow. So we've, we've grown tenfold, and so we've gone through that whole scale journey over the last, uh, gosh, it's six years already. Yeah. Um, and, six uh, years, tenfold, that's a massive achievement. Yeah, it's a yeah. big growth. Um, yeah. and, the, um, and what's interesting is how the team changes during that time, I think. Mm. So, so when, I, um, when I started, I think when, you, when you're working in a really early stage startup, it's, um, it's almost like a family, right? You're all sat yeah. in one room, everyone's yelling at each other, like everyone's close to the customer because the customer's literally there on the phone on the, yeah. to the sales guy or the service person right next to you. So, right, you know, it really is a, it's a small team, but you're, it's very volatile, right? You know, the whole environment you're working in, you're buffeted mm. by stuff, and uh, it's very ambiguous and uncertain, and there's lots of stress, and, mm. um, and it takes a certain kind of a person to work in that environment. Yeah. Um, and that person tends to, and you call them pioneers, they tend to be, um, you know, adventurous, they're probably a little bit more open to risk, they, they don't like structure, that they, they normally abhor structure. Mm. Um, and I think one of the things that you notice as you go through the stages of growth is as the company gets bigger, you need a different kind of a person. You need a settler, right? You need somebody who um, likes a bit of structure, understands mm. why the need for structure. I remember a guy, guy telling me, it's like, the moment we hire yeah, an HR so person, true. I'm leaving. Um, because you know, you didn't yeah. want to work in a world where you had to worry about things that HR make you worry about. Um, mm. and, and, and the company grows up and you have to have a different kind of a person. Yeah. And, and it creates this really interesting challenge because you want to have a company where your best people thrive. But if the fit's not quite right because the company's now in a different place as the individual, it creates this um, this discordance that you need to work through. And yeah. I, you know, some people work through it and they get there, they get to the side and they get comfortable mm. with what's what's going on in the company. So it's not all people, but I think a lot of people at early stages, um, you end up um, effectively breaking up, um, and it's and it's difficult because they're a key part of what made you who you are and a key part of your journey. Mm. Uh, but they're also you know not necessarily the right people to take you forward into the future. And, and actually you're probably not the right company for them in the future as well. Mm. But it's always a very difficult process there. 
Yeah, so I think as you're talking, you're talking a lot about um, people's personality traits. Yeah. Like, like yeah. What, how in an environment like uh, where you're going to thrive and yeah. who's going to thrive in which environment. And I think that's what I loved what, when you spoke at Innovate Finance. You spoke a lot about you know, the individuals and, and wanting to understand who you've got in your team and making yeah. sure you're reacting accordingly. And I think that's really important, especially in today's world where a lot of people who are hiring or looking to build teams or grow their business, they're, um, they're talking a lot about diversity. Yeah. They're talking a lot about diversity in the realms <laughs> of gender equality right. or quotas. And yeah. anyone that ever listens to me on anything, I've got a problem <laughs> with quotas. <laughs> everything I write, everything I talk about, I've got a yeah. problem with, with, I don't like putting a plaster and papering over a, a crack. Yeah. I want to get, well, let's sort out the yeah. problem. And I think that's why I was so inspired by a lot of what you said, because you, you've never, you never spoken like that. You've spoken about, well, actually, let's look for... Let's create the best team with the best people, and and actually you will become more diverse that way. And I, I yeah. like your approach to that. But, so, and I think when you put a team together, you have to think about um, different personalities and how they work together. So, um, you know, I, so I've got three very different teams in my world. I've got a marketing mm -hmm. team, you yeah. know, kind of comsy, and you can imagine yeah. what that looks like. I've got a product team where yeah. they're engineeringy, and I've got a banking team all about relationships. Um, and so, you know, if you're going to um, work on the banking team, you have to have really high EQ. Like, you know, it's a relationship job, right? You need to be able to go out to events and network, and you have to be not afraid to go to a party yeah. and just walk up to people. Not everyone yeah. can do that. Yeah. Um, if you're in the engineering team, your smarts are much more structured thinking. And, you know, if you're a product person, you've got to think through problems very methodically and mm. start with a why. And, 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 and then when you're in the marketing team, you've got to have the, um, the art of the story, right? You know, the ability to... Um, take something which, uh, you know, B2B finance isn't always the sexiest subject in the world. Yeah. Uh, and you've got to make it sexy. Yeah. Um, and so it's a very different skill set. So there are different kinds of smarts. And then even within a team, you need different people with different kinds of smarts. And actually, you tend to draw from different ages and different genders and different backgrounds because that's, that's the way the talent presents itself. But mm -hmm. actually, what you look for is a person, not, as you say, their, their, their colour, their creed, their gender, etc. Yeah, not, not a box-ticking exercise, yeah. but actually how do we build the best team where we can have individuals that challenge one another and get the best out of yeah. them. But I think um, it's really interesting when, the way that you explained um, pioneers and settlers. Yeah. Because um, I suppose you can, in every stage of uh, company growth, you can probably have someone who's, who's quite pioneering within that, that stage of growth. But at the same time, you have to look at yeah, yeah, yeah. What, our, what stage you're in. Our settlers probably look like, uh, I'm just going to put any big companies, pioneers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The reality is, is yeah. we're still the Wild West compared to a, you know, a grown-up, um, well-established yeah. company. Um, and so I think you know, that's, that will never stop. Um, I think it's particularly acute in the early stages, you know, the people mm. who can thrive without, um, without a um, sophisticated finance department or an HR department or, you know, um, you, you silly stuff like, you know, somebody's got to go and get milk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really basic stuff, but, but it's, you know, it's part of what makes an office work. Yeah. And for me, I think it's um, understanding people that sort of want to just get involved in everything. And I, that, you know, that's what you mean by the milk thing, like who's yeah. going to get the milk? And when you are a team of eight people in a room, like that's not even even thought about. It's that we all just need to pitch in together. Yeah. Then as you grow, the roles become more siloed. Yeah. But I suppose the interesting thing at the moment is in technology in particular, roles are becoming more hybrid. Yeah. So it's about making sure it's the right person for the right for the right role. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's cliched, right? But to me, the things that I would, so there's one constant has to be curiosity. 
somebody's got to be curious about the mm -hmm. world they live in and, and yeah. like, looking to discover stuff because especially in a small company you know we don't lay out these comprehensive training programs these comprehensive structures yeah um, people need to be able to self-learn yeah. and, and development is quite often kind of within the, we help them do it don't get me wrong but it's it, you own your own development in a way mm -hmm. that in a big company you get put on a course I don't know to build relationships or communicate effectively whatever whatever that course is mm. um, and we do that through coaching, um, but then the person's got to embrace it and take it for themselves. Yeah, so we spoke about that at the event as well. And I, I liked what you said, because for me, when whenever I'm talking to all, all the different companies that I speak to about their training, actually, again, it's about the individual, because some individuals are just going to learn better yeah. on the job with somebody almost mentoring them, sitting next to them, yeah. more so <clears> than they would at an expensive external training course where it's almost like a lecture hall style. Yeah. So it's about understanding that within the team as well, I think. Yeah, so um, so so I, I make everyone in my team, I don't make, I ask everyone in my team to, re to read Crossing the Chasm. Um, and, you know, so to me it's a seminal startup book. It helps you think about the market and the products and the market fit. And, you know, so it's really important if you're in, if you're yeah. in a marketing products world, it's really important. Yeah. Um, but then I say to people, like, look, if you don't want to read the book, because I get that not everyone wants to sit in their bed in the holiday and read a book like that, um, then yeah. listen to the TED Talk or download a YouTube video or buy the Cliff Notes, um, whatever it takes, whatever you, however you learn. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll do, a, I'll do a session on PowerPoint and I'll give you kind of like the 10 things you need to know about it. Yeah. Um, I want the common language. I want people to understand the principles. Yeah. But how they learn it has got to be very individual, I think. Yeah. And I think that's what really stood out for me when, when we first met. Um, there, there's so many... Um, people in, in management at the moment that won't won't identify learning as I need you to learn something, but you're, it's okay <coughs> for you to do it in your own way. And I yeah. think that's something quite unique about you and Currency Cloud in terms of the approach that you have to staff. Yeah. And you know, at the moment, there there is a problem in the marketplace um, that everyone is is looking to hire, and they're not necessarily finding the people they they want right. to, they want to find. At the same time. Um, People are very worried about retaining staff. So, yeah. um, what would you say makes Currency Cloud different in terms of the retention and, and why it seems to have worked so far? Um, so, we place, um, so, I mean, take a step back actually. I think um, what, what something you've got to acknowledge is um, so, the US military uses this term called VUCA, and they say they describe the world as being volatile, yeah. uncertain complex and ambiguous yeah uh, and you know whenever you go into anywhere that's what you're faced with and um, and that's even more acute you know that's that's actually all businesses look like that nowadays yeah. you know the idea of building a three-year plan yeah I mean by nine months you can tear it up even if you're a big company yeah that's even more so in a startup right mm -hmm. so what you have to have is you have, have, have you've got to have the core stuff people have got to be smart and they've got to be curious and they've got to um, really identify with what you're doing as a company and understand what, 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 what the North Star is um, mm -hmm. to uh, create your name. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, they've got to figure out where we're going. Yeah. Um, and there'll be many paths to that route. So, yeah. so then, then I think um, you know, we talk a lot about empowerment. And empowerment in a vacuum, I don't think, is particularly useful. For empowerment to work, you've got to give somebody context. Because yeah. if they don't know what's going on in the business, they're going to make dumb, dumb choices. And so, actually, I think my job as a leader isn't to, isn't to, is to empower them. It's actually to give them as much context as I can and make sure the communication flows freely through the, through the team, through the organisation. Yeah. Um, and especially as a marketing guy, you know, I do that for the whole organisation. Um, because when people really know what they're what they're aiming for and they've got the context and understand the constraints and the, the different pressures in the business they'll do really smart stuff yeah and you know not i think there's a tendency sometimes to try and hide difficult news 
Um, and, and actually, you know, every company has things which don't go so well and some things that yeah. go brilliantly. And you should celebrate the successes, but also it's important, I think, to acknowledge that, you know, these are the things that are challenging us and mm. help us go fix these problems, smart people. And, and actually yeah. people do, and people really rise to that challenge. I 100% agree with that. So from a recruitment perspective, whenever um, we are preparing a candidate for an interview, if there's something that we know isn't, isn't one of their, their boxes that they need ticked, yeah. it's going to be told about that company. We are open and we'll tell them the problem because actually yeah. just human nature is yes. actually once you know what the problem is and maybe if you're part of the solution of it, yeah. it's a complete different way of thinking than, yeah. oh, sorry, now you're in this situation and, and we'll, we'll just let you know you're in this situation. Yeah. I think just That's human good. nature, it's, it's easier to, to handle it when it's, when it's from that, when you're part of the co-creation of the solution. Yeah, and people, people are adults, right? You know, they, mm. they can take feedback. Um, yeah. I, I mean, you know, kind of... Uh, quite feedback a lot obviously and mm. um, uh, you know again um, I've already said right I'm, I'm very candid um, and yeah. I tend to try and give people feedback in the moment I don't you know I think when I was an early manager then that was something I was afraid to give I used, mm -hmm. I used, to, I used to agonize over it and how do I say it well, will you be offended by that should I, should I phrase it differently you know yeah and nowadays I'm like this was really good these three things are things to work on job yeah. done uh, yeah. and it's you know it's a two-minute conversation you know yeah. constant iterative feedback when you see it I think is really powerful yeah and I think that's what really stands out um, uh, when when we first met and what makes you stand out just this the matter of factness like like look, we're all here to build the best teams that we can do but you know just talk to your people and I remember that that was the first thing that I think you said in the room and I, I looked and I thought well it's, it is it is that simple but actually yeah. In reality, there's unfortunately there's lots of companies out there that, that don't that don't get that communication right. That yeah. do that do try and hide the problems. So I suppose um, I think the next question wrong, we're, we're totally not perfect. Yeah, of course, no one is. But even the fact that you say that, you know, yeah. that, again, that sets Currency Cloud apart. I think so. I mean, the next question I want to ask is, you know, what's what's next for Currency Cloud and um, and, and what's next for the for the people within the business? Um, so um, we are. Um, I, can't, I can't say what it is yet. Although maybe when this is published, it will be announced. But there's um, a couple of um, really big deals that we're working on at the moment, which I think will be very transformative for the company. Uh, and that's taking a lot of the company's focus at the moment yeah. to make sure that um, we're um, we're ready to to get that make those be successful. Yeah. Um, we're um, you know we, we continue to grow. We're focusing a lot in North America and Europe at the moment, but increasingly about. Um, it's probably up to about twenty-five percent of our new customers now are coming in from Asia. Uh, we haven't got a we haven't got a presence there. They're coming to us, and I think you know we just see a huge opportunity in the Asia Pacific market. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, I think as the uh, the other thing that's interesting, what's really interesting about finance um, globally at the moment is you've got you've got two cohorts of companies. You've got the digital natives, the startups, who have suddenly become quite big. Mm. So you know, you look at someone like um, Starling Bank on Monzo yeah. or Revolut, and you know they're starting to get genuine market share. I think mm. two or three years ago, the banks were like, oh, just like noisy. Yeah, their they have no idea and now what happened. And now yeah. they've got millions of customers, and they haven't mm. got all the share of wallet yet. There's long, there's a long way to go, mm. but they're genuine, they're genuine forces they're to be reckoned with. They're players now. Mm. Um, and then at the same time, you've got the big guys who are digital, um, they're digital migrants in effect, right? They're coming into this space and they're trying to figure out how do I, yeah. how do I transform my business to be, to be become digital native? And I think what you'll see is a convergence of the two. You'll see a bunch of big companies becoming digitally native and they'll start to look like the, um, so they'll start to look like the startups. The startups will become big and they'll start to look more like a bank because mm. ultimately they're regulated as banks and that's what happens. Um, and so what we see is um, this, you know, we, we, we see ourselves right in that convergence point. 
um, of being able to service the the big guys who want to look like the small guys and mm -hmm. start to emulate some of their successes. Mm -hmm. And as a small guys scale, um, you know, we're already embedded in virtually every challenger bank in Europe. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we, we share in that growth. So that's kind of how we think about the story at Currency Cloud. Wow, really exciting times. Um, so please do get um, in touch with myself or Todd to discuss any of these things further. Um, staff retention, I think, is, is incredibly important. and It's great to hear your story and, and all the growth that you've got ahead. So good luck with all of that. And uh, join us again next time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome.